Hello, good afternoon. It is Monday the 5th of February. Myself and Jack are here. You all right? Yeah, why? Good. Oh, sorry, no, I thought, no, no, like, I'm just asking I thought in general. Right. Just a general oh, greeting. No, I'm, I'm okay, Baz. Are you all right? I'm good, mate. I'm good. You know, I'm all right, yeah. Yeah, good. Not good. bad, not bad. Um, how are you feeling about the results on Saturday? I know we'll get into it in more detail in the final way, but just general thoughts about the game. I'd feel quite good about it. Not to say the the point isn't important and I'm not mm. happy for the point because it is a big point. But I think overall going forward, I'm just more impressed with and focused on the attitude shown by the team to fight back from behind and, you know, on two occasions as well, come from mm. behind and equalise and just fight out that point. Because too often with the seven sides, we've seen us have rallies in the first half, have chances that, you know, we arguably should take in the first half and not take them in you know, go into the second either equal or goal behind mm. and then just not carry that level of performance into the second half, whether it be, you know, um, fitness starting to fall off because we're tired because, you know, we have the same players playing week in, week out or, you know, the other team makes tactical adjustments and we don't clock onto that. And, you know, the start of the second half wasn't brilliant. Obviously, Tottenham got the second goal around, around the hour mark, was it? Richarlison's second. Not the first half. Oh, first half. It's been a, Both been in a the first weekend. half. Yeah, sorry, it's been yeah. a long weekend. No, yeah. we didn't. We but yeah, okay. Yeah. So going in, going in, going behind, in, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. You know, too often we don't adjust to that. Too often, yeah. we Just okay, we had to go. It didn't work. I don't think necessarily for a lack of trying, but you know, like I say, either the fitness falls off a little bit, or the other team makes tactical adjustment, clocks on to what we're doing well and what's working for us, and adjusts against that. We don't adjust in turn, and I think we did on this occasion. Mm. You know, we we did well. We kept getting the set pieces, and you know, we identified something that worked against Tottenham. They've got a decent set piece record, and we identified mm. something that they struggle with. We go, okay, the keeper has to come out for their set piece routine to work. Let's put our biggest player on him. Let's keep him pressed in, and we might have some success there. Do you think? Do you think there should be a little bit of variation in Everton's corners, though? Um, because the second half, when we were we were putting them under pressure and stuff, Dwight McNeil basically just started dropping crosses into the goalkeeper's hands instead of having a little bit of mix. And I think, you know, go throw a near post one in there every now and again. Yeah, I do think we need to add more weapons to our arsenal, mm. definitely. But I think that also maybe comes with having other players who can take corners as well. <laughs> you know, maybe you look mm. at McNeil and go, okay, his speciality is putting it back post, it comes mm. back across. And, you know, you've got Garner who does this, that, or the other. It's okay, if we can just have one other player mm. who can take them, and then you maybe look at in swingers as well and out swing and from variating corners and identify what works there but it just comes back to bodies and the lack of you know what we've got available to us to make this work we've got two players who are okay at, enough at set pieces mm -hmm. to make it work and that's what we go with yeah yeah now i thought i thought he did well to be fair i mean spares are a good side and thought everton were by far the better side in the first half and then they were the, i thought they were the better side in the second half but but we got we dug in and we got something out of it and we have to go from there, don't we? They you know, the referee was was shocking as well, Michael Oliver, but he always is when he has us. Um, what about res other results? I mean, you come home and think in Newcastle, yeah, get that done, driving home from the match and they take the lead early on I'm like that'll do us. Nice home win for the Geordies and then lo and behold, Ross Barkley decides to run the game and at one stage the four two up and absolutely smashing it and Newcastle done well in the end to get get a point out of it. Yeah, they had a good comeback. Newcastle didn't mm. the um you know, they did rally well, but still you're looking at four four and you go and conceding four to loot and you mm. could have done us a favour there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe just kept it to two or three and uh, showing that same goal scoring ability and um, obviously Burnley as well, nicking a draw mm. late as well. So yeah, it's a weekend where results didn't really go our way, but we've just got to focus on doing our bit. Yeah, doing yeah. our bit means yeah, getting a decent point against Spurs. At, again, going to Man City as well at the weekend. Can we try and get a point against City and um, just pick up points where the teams around us might not? Hmm. I think is the important thing because do we back any of the, our main three 
um, other contenders for relegation to pick up points against Tottenham, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've got a point there. Hopefully they won't get anything and we've just got to keep making those little marginal gains and then, yeah, win the big games against these teams, be beat Luton for once, mm -hmm. eventually. Um, and, yeah, just pick up points directly over them like that and then just pick up points where we can against the teams who might take more off them. Well, we've got, you look at the home games we've got, you know, we've got Crystal Palace, West Ham, Brentford, Forest, Sheffield United, all of them. You know, Burnley. You look at those games and you go, Everton should win five out of them six and, and maybe get a draw with West Ham or, or beat West Ham. West Ham aren't great either. But there's an opportunity to win some home games there. Away from home. Decent away from home. You know, there'll be, there'll be defeats along the way because obviously we've got to go as always, we've got to go the Emirates at the end of the season, which is normal. Um, we're at the Etihad at the weekend, so we'd expect City to win that. There's other games in there, like you just mentioned there, like Luton away, where they've beat us twice this season, so it's a little bit of payback needed. Go there and grind out a result. Bournemouth, I watched them against Forest yesterday. They were very good. You know, if they turn in a performance like that, we'll be happy when we play them. And it is those games, they're going to be key fixes. Can you go and grind out results there? But um, Everton have had Aston Villa, Fulham away and Spurs, the three games in 2024. We haven't lost any of them. Okay, we've, you know, we haven't won any of them, but we haven't lost any of them. And in two of the games, you kept clean sheets. So if you're looking for the positives out of it, they're certainly durable, Everton, aren't they? They're certainly sticking, sticking to what the manager wants, being tight and compact in most games. Um, and, you know, I think the last 10 games, Everton have won four, lost four and drew two. So I guess if they turn in that in the next 10, you know, that'll be one another 14 points. That puts us on 33 yeah. and then there'd be, what, another five or six games to knock on one more win maybe and that'll, that'll probably see them safe. Yeah, and I think those three games that you mentioned, the three draws there, what you'd think of as you know healthy points. Mm. It's not a point you'd be too disappointed with. I think Fulham, we should have and could have got more from as well. And you know, at Tottenham, we had opportunities to do more as well. But the points that you don't scoff at, you go, okay, it, it, it's nice to keep ticking over with this because you know these have this quality of player and he could potentially punish us, especially Villa and Tottenham as well. You know, the two teams at the right end of the table, aren't they? So, you know, although you can look at those games individually and go, we could have got more from this game itself, just on paper, looking at that quality of team and going, OK, taking a point from them is actually all right. Mm. Now, we are getting to the point where we do need a win just because Luton seem to keep picking up points and we just want to stop that gap from forming before mm. it even starts. But in the meantime, if we can't win, yeah, draw. I mean, at the end of the day, we've got to assume... That the gap's going to go to four points at the weekend because I can't see us getting anything at the Etihad. We have before, we did last season, but I think City... You wouldn't confidently bet on well, it. Well, City have got a huge boost now, haven't they? After yesterday, Liverpool getting beat at Arsenal. City win tonight and then beat Everton at half 12 on Saturday, the top. So they've got a great opportunity to wipe out that lead that Liverpool have got on them by winning the next two yeah, games. It's business time for City. Exactly as well, what I was going to say. And they have to because Liverpool will bounce back, and Arsenal now may well be back in it with that win. Well, they are back in it, so can they maintain it? So for us, that's a tough one. And you'd expect Luton will beat Sheffield United at home, which is who they've got. Then after that, they've got Man United and Villa, which is two harder games for them, obviously. Um, so for us, it, it might, I said this on Saturday and the aftermath stuff is that it may get a little bit worse before it starts to get better. You know, we, these are tough games we've had recently. Um, two teams in the top four and Fulham away that we don't do brilliantly with. And when you've got injuries like we've got, it's a, it's a difficult task, isn't it? But after City... We have got to start picking points. You know, Crystal Palace at home should be three points. I know people are flapping that. You know, Ken from Ken says Palace will change the manager before playing us, get the new manager bounce and beat us. Why? Why? I can't beat see them, them twice. Sure, the no, they will. But, but 
we've beat them twice already this season. No fear whatsoever about Crystal Palace. No, and if it will be Steve Cooper as well, yeah. you know, we've beat as far as team already, you know, well, we want to push them further towards the That'll start. push them further towards the relegation zone to get him. Yeah, I mean, I think Cooper's a decent manager, but I think regardless where you look at Palace are right now, they are a team we can drag into it mm. as well. And, you know, I know Luton are the obvious candidates right now because they're the ones who are directly above us in the league table. Mm. But they look like they'll keep grinding out points and picking up points as well. We do need to look at what other teams can we drag into this mm. as well. Because... Forest. Forest are Forest are definitely Forest one are of poor. them. But you've got Palace as well. Palace are poor. Brentford are poor. The Brentford teams. have got Tony back though. Well, they have, I think but they're still be, poor. They'll be all right though. But I think you no, look maybe. at Forest potential. Yeah, but if Brentford, if City go and spank Brentford tonight, then that's another defeat for them. Despite having Ivan Tony back, so the only one they will have beat then in the last few weeks will have been Forest. Yeah, they've got a big game player that will no, probably show up in their big. But they have. Well, hopefully but... our big game player will be back at the weekend in the core. So you know, I think it's dead easy to. It's like Luton. Everyone's flapping and losing the shit over Luton. Luton are in a great run at the moment. Everton, are in a, I've been on a poor run without winning. There's one point in it. Despite Luton being basically Man City, if you listen to some of our fans, they win every game, they'll do this. The, the, Luton are physically a strong side and well-organised. They've found right. something that works in a poor bottom half of the league. The whole league's poor. Let, let, let's no, but to, especially yeah, the bottom half. If you half. take like the, the two-thirds of the league at dire. And I include the likes of United, and that's yeah. dire. But it, what I'm saying is, if you think the whole league's poor, then mm. the, the bottom end of it's got to be yeah. very poor, hasn't well, it? Course. So you get a team like Luton, who are a bit physical, good at set pieces. Mm. They'll do all right, won't yeah, they? Because yeah. that's more than a few teams in this league. And they are having, don't get me wrong, they're having huge rubber degree in it. I mean, now Jacob Murphy hasn't won that for Newcastle at the weekend when it got back to 4-4. They're having every little bit of luck that's going their way, but that's fine. You know what... Everton, I've had 10 points taken off them and they're not adrift at the bottom of the league. Tells you everything you need to know about this league. Yeah, I think you know? in terms of quality, do you think we're a level above the teams around us? I don't think we're great, but you simply look at that 10 points and the fact that you know we're still above two of these teams and you know we're Crazy. beating down the neck at one of the other ones, I think that speaks for itself. If Everton it? hadn't had the 10 points, we'd all be saying, Europe's an outside possibility. We're about six points off it or something at the minute. Yeah, exactly. But Europe distract us and all yeah, that. We'd because be breaking it in, talking about Europe, the Europe and, you know, Conference League. You would and... be looking, though, wouldn't you? Go on them home games. Tell you what, Everton yeah, be right in the middle. Bloody, bloody, bloody. Saying they get there, but you, that would be the conversation right now. That'd be the next logical step up the league of table. Of course, and, and again, like I keep saying, we mightn't have got there. Of course we mightn't and we probably wouldn't but we'd at least be going well it's not that much of a crazy leap to go it's two wins now that's fine and that would have been lovely just because it's a it's a different thing than talking about are we going to fall through the trap though um but right where we are now we've got to just go okay it is a little bit difficult you know what i mean there's a little bit of one of them it's a case of going all right just right now it is a little bit tricky it's a long season. And who knows, we might well get half the points back. There seems to be a, a little bit of a feeling that they're going to get points back. So if Everton, just imagine it would be, they did use the Sheffield Wednesday EFL process, which is a lot of journalists are kind of saying, well, that was, that's the model they're sort of using. Well, on appeal, Sheffield got half the, mar- half, half the marks, half the points back. So if Everton got, yeah, half the points back, it takes them to 24 points. Above Palace or level with Palace, above Brentford, above Forest, it's it drags Fulham into it because they're only four couple points. of points off Chelsea. Couple of points off Chelsea, who are absolutely which is then woeful. what we say about yeah, you do naturally look up the league of at that course. point, and then Luton, Luton would be what four points behind Everton, and, and but there's a lot in there then scrapping. All of a sudden, it's not just oh, it's us all then, and that's what we have to look at it, and then you start going well, I'm going twenty four points. In your mind, you go. 14 more will keep us safe. 38 points would keep us up. Yeah. Yeah. So then you go, well, that's, that's five wins, does that? Five wins. So Everton have got 15 games left, is it? 15, isn't it? Yeah. So Everton could win five and lose 10. 10. Another 10. 
and you know, still stay up. Which is crazy because that means they've lost 20 games of football this season, which would be outrageous. And yet when you look at the league, Everton have lost the least in the bottom half anyway. So you're looking at that going, okay, well, five victories keeps us safe. That's all we have to do. And we've got six or seven home games and five of the teams we should be wiping the floor with anyway. And we are good away from home. And away from well. home, we might nick these points that no one expects. Okay, you'd, you'd look at, like I said, City and Arsenal right there. You'd almost write them off. You don't have to, but you would go, it's unlikely we get points there. I watched a bit of Chelsea yesterday. Wow. I'll be disappointed if we don't beat Chelsea there because they are crap. At the moment, they are all over the place, like properly all over the place. But we could go and get something there. You look around, Luton. We can't be fearing going to Luton. No. Can't. I know it'll be tough on the physical. They beat us, but it's still a game that Everton could easily go and grind the results out against. No, and you know we are still a better team than Luton. I know they yeah. beat us twice. Yeah. I do take that, but the I was going to say the league table doesn't lie at the moment. It obviously does, but if you just look at points accumulated this season, we have more than Luton for a reason. I think mm. the strengths they have over us is they have better squad depth, just in terms of not quality as such, but quality relevant to what they've got in their first eleven. If a player goes out for them, they have players of similar ability mm. who can come yeah. in yeah. as well. I think the players on our bench might be better, some of them but not always necessarily the same quality as the start and 11 or fit the start and 11 mm. as well. You know, Dan Juman isn't a terrible player, doesn't necessarily suit the start and 11. Luton's squad has been built to suit the way they play mm. by mm. that manager. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's had... done a great job, to oh, be he's fair. He's done a brilliant he's job. He's done a brilliant job, probably. You know, Luton have overachieved and, you know, they are the ones who alongside us look the best candidates to avoid relegation at the moment and... You know, a big factor for us is going to be this points deduction, and mm-hmm. and people will say as well, look, we need to stop thinking about, uh, but with with the points back, with these points back, because there's no guarantees, and they're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But what it comes down to is just realizing the quality of this team, mm-hmm. and the quality of this team is ten points better off than the league table currently shows, which puts us above all these teams who are currently competing with going mm-hmm. army better than these. Mm-hmm. So factually. We are better than these teams Actually, on, on we are, yeah, yeah. form accumulated over the season. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, we keep mentioning the points deduction and we don't forget that. And yeah, there is the hope that maybe we'll get some back. You mm-hmm. know, Super Silk was at the game. The game on weekend, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Moonwalking down Goodison Goals, I believe. Would, um, would he have been invited to a game if the club thought he hadn't performed well in his duties mm. um, working over the appeal or something? Now it, it probably was just a, a courtesy agreement with him. It's like, yeah, bring you to a game. And that um, I don't think it necessarily gives us the verdict of the appeal in being there and looking happy. I think it just shows that the club aren't disappointed with what he's done for us so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Michael? Is not having Everton are better than Luton. Why haven't we beat them then? So, are Luton better than Newcastle? Just out of interest, because Luton have took four points off Newcastle and scored seven goals against them and conceded four. But Newcastle are going for Europe. You can be better than someone on a single day and, you know, be a better matchup for be a better them on team. that day. But overall, the league table, and you know, if one team's got significantly more points than the other, they are a better team. The other team that beat you, maybe they had a good day, maybe they're just a bad matchup for you stylistically. Mm-hmm. But you know, overall, uh, Man City could win this league. They've lost the teams that are objectively worse than them this mm-hmm. season. It doesn't. If Wolves mean... go and win at the Etihad, does that make Wolves better than City? No, they beat, them at, on they the beat day. them at Molyneux. It means on the day they were better or that isn't that literally isn't how you judge whether a team's better than you. It's just it's just not. Your eyes will tell you. And natural ability. But anyway. Anyway, I'm not I've said my piece on that. It's it's that's the craziest view I've ever seen, I think. But um but forgot Michael seems a lot of people say he's a red, so maybe he is a red, I don't know. Um who knows, Michael, if we'll beat them. So if we beat them, does what? That guarantees Everton are better than them then if we go to Luton and beat them. I, I don't know. We could have beat Spurs. We should have beat Spurs on Saturday. We are nowhere near better side than Tottenham Hotspur. We're not a better side than Newcastle, and yet we beat Newcastle 3-0. So... 
mean, uh, we've had two games against Tottenham where we've outperformed them. Yeah, They're and Spurs better are better than ever. That's that really is just... the craziest view, in my opinion, but everyone's entitled yeah. to their own opinion. But, you know, if, if we're performing better than Spurs, that doesn't make us a better team, per se. It means, stylistically, mm. we can do things that Spurs maybe struggle with. Mm. Overall, they're a better team. Well, let's see if Luton, when we play Luton, let's see if they haven't got Ross Barkley, who is the key to the work. So a lot of people, when I mentioned getting them in the summer, didn't want them finished he's this he's that and yet he's absolutely whatever need look at villa we beat aston villa in the cup we played them at goodison the other week and dom should have scored and we might have beat them then they are miles better than us so there you go um dead eye donny on the super chat nice one did you notice i cleaned for all your super chats ned left it i cleaned it after the other day what did you clean says it well ned supposed to have took the sticky white stuff off the thing you know where uh, you've stuck like a sticker on yeah and he's just like done a bit of it and he left it the ends right and donny paid like 50 quid super chats for netically and they just went yeah i've done it so i done it the other day uh albeit i've just noticed there's a piece here yeah which i will just, do just cover that no no well i'll do that because i didn't realize it um he says it's hilarious uh what it was good comedy the special this morning referees uh, the ref watch on Sky Sports why what would he saying just everything they say isn't it everything they say it's, it's always a load of rubbish it's like, like the Beto thing the, the skeleton as always I mean you could get a sawn off shotgun and shoot someone's legs off if he hadn't ever kit on and he'd say it wasn't a penalty I mean he was saying that uh, Robinson won against Fulham wearing a penalty as well yeah he said the fella's an idiot let's be honest he's there to defend but he's there just that's all he's there he's there to just say they get everything right he's a clown and you know it's there so you know Sky Sports can fill their quotes of going oh look we're doing referee analysis and then we've got a former pro in giving us the lowdown and the rules and the after time he doesn't know the rules and Really, you know, he's mates of all these lads who, you know, ref every week. And that's fair enough. He's not going to dig them out on telly. But, yeah, okay, yeah. the show doesn't work then. No, it is embarrassing. But, you know, I think there's been a lot of comical takes around refereeing over the weekend. You know, we're seeing it. And for Tottenham, had a, had a little bit of a go in that saying a lot went our way. I'm yeah. not sure what I don't know what game he did. was watching. I'm not um, sure what game I was Klopp as well about the Kanate sending off as well. Yeah. It's like the only injustice around that. And look, I hate to make this about Everton, but the only injustice around that is that he wasn't sent off for the exact same thing. Well, it should, be, there should be a second sending off of the season. It was a, it was a, it was a booking. Wasn't it? It wasn't a straight red, and it wasn't given as a straight red. Was no, it? it was second booking. There was the first on Havertz pulling him, and that's mm. the one Klopp and tested. He didn't contest the second one, but he was saying the first one. He said because Havertz was pulling as well, but he's trying to run away from him. There's mm. too much when it comes to you know both players pulling. Mm. Too much of the commentary around that is always, oh well, they're both doing it. When a lot of the time they're trying to gain a bit of leverage and push off. I seen thingy. I seen um. Billing protesting his innocence yesterday for his second one when he got sent off against Forrest. And the lad's running away from him, he just kicks him from behind. It's like, mate, what, it, like, what are you protesting? You're on a booking. He's left you. You've just kicked him. What, what are you protesting? I think like, it just comes natural for footballers, doesn't it, to go, ah, oh, no, ref, no, but like, on the rare occasion, you'll see, like, you know, if they commit a tactical foul and, you know, it's a second yellow, but they have to do it and they just go, yeah, fair enough, I did it. They just go like that, I was just like, oh, mate, you literally booted them as he was running away from you. But I find it quite refreshing when it, I know, like, they'll appeal for anything they think they've got a chance to get him, but if a player knows he's getting sent off and should be sent off, I quite like it if they go, yeah, I did it, and I'll do do it again. <laughs> All right, Jack. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe as well. Thank you very much. Um, we are over the 80. Road to 100k, Jack. Yeah. Less than 16,000, I'll 100k. 100k 2024. Mm, impressive. This isn't is the it? year. This is the year that you, you have to do your bit. You have to do your bit. If you subscribe to Toffee TV, we'll get 10 points back. Mm. I can't legally guarantee no. that, but I'm putting no. it out there. It feels, like you, it feels like you're willing that to happen, yeah, and that's yeah. fine. I'm manifesting it. And you're manifesting say. it. There you go. Uh, John Vance says that the skeleton should be shown incidents where he doesn't know the team's involved. His perspective may have some value. Then. Yeah, I agree, John. Absolutely. Just sees it us and goes, yeah, yeah. Um, Royal Blue says, uh, when Barkley was brought up in the summer when he was available, letting it be known he wants to come home, the conversation surrounding it was rather toxic. Yeah, but that's just Evertonians. 
instead of looking and going, what do we actually need, though? People were getting a cob on because it was Ross Barkley. And there's a lot of stuff went on with Ross Barkley. The big Dutch fella who was our manager created so much chaos over Ross Barkley. It was untrue. Don't forget, listen, he did what he did. And I'm not defending him, but there was a time when he was ready to sign his contract and Cumin withdrew it. So when he scored against Bournemouth and he went and stood on the street end like that with the badge, he was ready to sign his deal that next week. And Cumin put a spanner in the works again in the next week. So there's a lot that went on. He wore, he moonwalks into our midfield. Him in our midfield now is exactly what Everton need, and especially with the Corey out. Come to Goodison the other week, he was head and shoulders above everybody on the pitch. Everybody. Left foot, right foot, slows the game down. It's decision-making at times isn't perfect, but bloody hell, we've got a whole team with that trait, so it wouldn't make any difference. He was free in the summer, and he's on, what, 30 grand a week at Luton or something. And he'll be on one of the, be the lowest-paid player at Everton if he come in then. It I'll, would have just been absolutely perfect for us. I'll hold my hands up with Barkley. I wasn't convinced about having him back. Oh, I'd have took fine. him. I'd have took him mm-hmm. because, you know, we'd be didn't have the numbers. And that, but I, I didn't believe the idea of he starts week in, week out for us because he, I don't think he'd shown from what I'd seen of him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd shown the level he's showing at Luton for a while, not since the start of when he was at Villa. He, he played a fair bit in France, didn't he? Yeah, but he didn't I watch think, a lot of fish. I didn't watch games, a lot of it. What a scene. I didn't particularly I, rate him. I, and the goals were incoming. I looked at him and could tell he walks into Armourfield. I could hey, him in he, the team. He's big. He can run. He can control a football. He can strike a football. So straight away, he's already 90% better than what plays in Everton's midfield anyway. Because the others, are, like James Garner, is a cracking workhorse for a player. Dead busy, gets on the ball. He's not lost by. He can't beat a man. Can't drive forward. Can't address a Garner gate who... Some couple of people last week were telling me in the con why you made up. He's back on Saturday. Saturday showed because he's head and shoulders above every midfielder we've got, and he proved it on Saturday. He's unbelievable. Well, hey, he was great at the weekend. He was and unbelievable. McNeil was poo against Fulham, which oh, out yeah. of position, like fair enough. It, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily his fault, but you know if, if he's the McNeil, next best. I thought McNeil done all right against Fulham, but he's not but that. He was poor. He's not that, is he? He's not. We saw it at the weekend. Some of our fans are crazy with like how they view Patricia Carnegie. But it's the same with Onana as well, because people will be like saying, like, it, if you say the same about Onana, I'm glad he's back. You'll get people again going, mm. but why is this? He's that, and yeah, he has problems with him. But what's our next option mm. after that? We've got mm. two fit midfielders at the moment, and you know, Ev, same with Gomez. What, what do you make well. of this? F four Garner has carried James Garner has carried the team. And he doesn't get enough credit. I think he maybe gets a little bit more credit than he deserves. I think he's a good player. I like James. I, I really, really like, like James Garnett, but he is—he's just a busy midfielder. There's no problem with that. There's a play, there's absolutely a place for that in Everton's side, and him and the Trisser on Saturday were excellent. No problem with that at all. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is Ross Barkley is totally different to every other midfield player we've got. It's like totally different. And, like, he's got a skill set none of our midfielders have, which is he can get the ball and just go. And he can hit 50-yard passes, and he can shoot with both feet. Now, what Ross Barkley doesn't always do when he gets into those areas, just play a nice little simple one, because sometimes he just either doesn't see it or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But I think he, if you would have plunked him into that midfield with Onana, James Garner, Adrisha Garner, Gay, I think you'd have had... A nice mix of midfielders. And then obviously when Decore comes out, Ross can play there as well. He was free and he was 30, 30 grand a week or something. That to me, in Everton's current predicament, was a no-brainer. If Everton had a big sacks of money and could do whatever, then yeah, it'd be a different conversation. You go, well, you know, let's do something different. I get it. And we, we haven't done it, so it's irrelevant. But that's the type of midfielder we need to be getting next. We've got enough of the busy go and win it back for us. We now need the next one who will get on the ball and pick his head up a little bit. Might be able to have a shot. Look at Madison for them. He, he didn't do much at the weekend. Everton had him tied down, really. He didn't hardly do a thing. 
but the couple of things he did do was he had an assist for the Charles. He set up goal. for Charles and just because he sorted his feet just out quick him, yeah. and just played the pass. Quickly. And then the other one in the second half, and he flicked it up and volleyed it with his left foot, and the Pickford's made a good save from those little moments. And you look at him and go, we can't give him that space to get on the ball. There's nobody in Everton's midfield who the opposition probably would go, we can't give There's him There's no one space. with a, a killer final ball. Is or, or even a killer shot, Jack. No. There's nobody. You know, Decore's good finisher from yeah. inside the box, but yeah, he's not going to yeah, kill yeah. one from 20 yards. Mm. Is he a name? You know, what you've just said about Barkley, with, you know, he's got that in his locker. You know, James Garner's someone who, okay, maybe his decision-making's a bit more consistent, mm. but don't know if he has that, you know, killer pass between the lines. Put it in between um, the full-back and the centre-back and just slide someone in from 20 yards away. Mm. I don't know if he's got that passing his locker consistently you know um consistent decision making hard worker i think he's technically sound of his touch and um you know his, his pass is decent he doesn't attempt anything he's not capable of yeah, I, I think yeah. he's a, a good solid player i think someone like barkley and again you know i was wrong about barkley at the start of the season but looking at him now he's someone who could bring you know bigger highs to the midfield in terms of what he can do in the final phase. Well, you, what you want, right? The thing about what you want with when you're building a squad and is you haven't got all of that money to just select whatever you want, is you want to put them all in to a mix and be able to use each one. And then if Ross Barkley's in your team two weeks on the run and then he just dips a little bit and he goes to the bench, someone comes in. Then if you're bringing Ross on or you're taking Ross off and putting, I don't know, say you were putting James Garner on or say you were putting Adrissa Garner Gay on or say you were putting Decore on because Ross has played, then there's no level, there's no drop-off. Whereas for too long, our, like, our subs are like, what's he going to do here? Because there is a drop. Now, some of them there isn't and that's why the manager keeps a tight 14. But... We don't have enough variation. And I just think, for me, he was someone who had a lot of variation. Yeah, and he was free. So, to me, that was that was one we should have absolutely got. And I believe there's all sorts of rumours, isn't it, that he's free in the summer and this, that. And, and I guess if, if Luton went down, listen, you wouldn't say they're going to go down um, this season, but if Luton went down, then that might be an easier, an easier deal to do. But again, I can't stress enough, for me, he'd only be coming into the squad. He'd just be coming in to try and force his way into the team. Yeah. That's all he'd be. You can't you can't ask him defensively to do it because he is a little bit, he does switch off or whatever. So you do have to have that person behind him as the well, insurance. We do have players who can players do that. Can you know, do I think we have three midfielders who are very capable of that and mm. you can put the Corey there mm. as well. So, you know, he's definitely not a luxury player, but he's, you know, a more attacking mm. midfielder. Them we've got obviously excluding to Corey, but he does work very hard off the ball. So yeah, it's just another option. You know, we said about when it comes to set pieces and just in every scenario, really, we just need someone who can give us another option. Yeah, someone like Barkley is just that another option, not a guaranteed start mm-hmm. every week. No, that's right. Yeah, in current form, if he was you know showing the form he's showing for Luton for us, mm-hmm. he would be starting. Yeah, yeah. So now we've just got to go with exactly what we've got, don't we, and, and make it work. And, and that that works when we get our players back. You know, Don't forget Saturday, we're playing an excellent side. We didn't have <coughs> Adelaide Decore. We didn't have Amadou Onana, who two starters for us. And Gomez, who did well against Tottenham. Andre Gomez, picture. even just as an option on the bench, we didn't have. So Spurs had a, f- a few outs as well, but they are starting to get their better players back. And when you look at them, probably Sun, is probably the one, other than who they had, who you'd go, well, he gets in their team. You're looking around going, there is other ones you might get in, of course, but they did have a good side and had good subs to bring on as well. You know, when they're bringing Kulazewski on and Pafasar on, you know, and people like that, you look at the difference. Um, and therefore, Ever- that's why that's why Everton did well, stuck at it, carried it on. And ended up getting a decent points out of it in the end. And yeah, listen, we won three points. I said it on the aftermatch stuff. We've won three games of football at home and it's February. So that's absolutely outrageous. Now we've got to start winning them home games. Yeah, we do. But it's like we said at the start, we're not going to be able to win every home game, especially mm. against, you know, better sides than us. I think our two home games have been against teams you probably would consider better than us, mm. Villa and Tottenham, mm. um, in the last few weeks. So, um, 
will take a point in those games in the in the good faith the the wins are going to start coming against teams we're more equal against against the likes of Palace in a couple of weeks time you know mm. and then when we do go to Luton as well yeah. hopefully the wins will come against teams we're more on a level with yeah, teams yeah. that are better than us you'll take a point if you know that's coming or you can believe that's coming in the future mm. yeah Definitely. Billings was a straight red, wasn't it? Sorry, I was saying a second yellow was a straight red, but he, he's booted them. And that to me is, that's, it is a red card. You just do, there's no, because he can't, he couldn't have argued. He tried to play the ball because he didn't. So therefore, send him off because that's ungentlemanly conduct, if you like, or da- dangerous play, but it's, he's booted them without going for the ball. So yeah. Um, David says, Gary says hello. David says, morning, gents. Great effort from the boys this week. Garner was exceptional. He was. Hey, would you risk going on it against City or keep him for the next block of games? Him and the Corey, what would you do? I wouldn't risk them, to be honest. I know it's a little bit defeatist mentality, mm. but I think even with them in the team, um, you don't stand a brilliant chance against City just because they're at the business point of their season. Mm. Now, this is the point of the season where they flip that switch and mm. they Start go on winning. a run and they win 10 straight and, you know, yeah, we're going to yeah. end up being just a number in the middle of that. Yeah. Obviously, we'll give it a go. I'm not trying to write it off before it's done. Mm. I'm just trying to be realistic about it. I'd much rather have the bodies fit for Crystal Palace because mm. that is a massive game. A it's a winnable game. game. And, you know, God forbid we bring Decore in for City. He gets injured. We don't win anyway. And then he misses Palace. Mm. And then that's, you know our best player this year. Yeah. He missed for, you know, a massive proper well, six pointer. Cole, probably the best. But the core is certainly up there. Yeah. Best goal scorer. Best goal scorer, yeah. No, yeah, it is it's it is a horrible it's a horrible, horrible thing but to then be in. If we play City and, you know, it, it's one one and Decore scores. Oh no, no, set it up. I no, look a bit silly. No, but that's but... it, isn't it? I hate I hate it. I hate the fact that I, that's some games you go. Well, if he's not fit for this one, it doesn't matter because every game you should be going to win. Every yeah, game, you do only but play you do have to look. In a season, you don't do you? have to look and go. What is more right now? What is more important? If they're absolutely one hundred percent, I'd play them. Mm. If they're any and off that, I just wouldn't bother. If there's any substantial risk that they might pick up another knock or it slows down their recovery. I wouldn't mm. play them. Just it's it's just not worth it. The potential risk is just greater than the potential rewards because you know even with them in the team, can you confidently say we'll get a point from City? No. But then do they play and then do we get the a only point way we get a point is like last season. You know, last season I think they ended with I think it was sixteen attempts a goal to two. You know, Damari Gray scored a cracker, and then if you remember from it. About two minutes later, we had another shot, which Edison had to tip wide, and we got a call, and we had like two shots in three minutes or something, nearly scored two goals. That's the kind of only way. We'd need to do almost a Maidstone at Ipswich the other week, where Ipswich had 38 attempts at goal, Maidstone had two and one, two, one. You'd have to have that kind of performance, because we simply don't have the players. We don't have the players to do it, and that's what King Hoddle says uh, you deserve the points against us due to the endeavour and work rate, but I personally couldn't watch that brand of Neanderthal football all season. It, it's not always the greatest watch. Sometimes I we are the, actually... The first half on Saturday, Everton were the better side. I thought Spurs were, were really average in that first half. Didn't really play much football. They didn't have any attempts at goal or didn't... I mean, it sounds stupid. They just put the ball in the net twice, but it wasn't like we were hanging on. Second half, Spurs were way better. And think, Spurs are a good side, but uh, all I'll say is I watched Tottenham come to Goodison with Jose Mourinho, and they were horrific. They were like they were literally Bolton from the nineties. Maybe Long and Kane had just get them out of trouble. Yeah. So things change, don't they? And you that know, was with good players, by the way. Maybe it's on the basis that we didn't really have much going for us outside the set pieces. Which, you know, no, I, 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 do, I do take that. But we can't but take the core A and O'Nana out of our team and compete with the team like Spurs anyway. Yeah, but it's we just have to do what we're good yeah, at yeah, at yeah. the moment. If we were, you know, a, a team of Tottenham's quality and Tottenham's mm. budget, then, you know, we could speak about aesthetics a bit more oh, and, of course, yeah. and all of that. But at the moment, we've mm. just got to knuckle down and go, what works for us? Don't get me wrong, mate. Let's use this. I don't sit there and go, oh, I love watching us because I don't. I do think we're crap. I think we're, I think we're so basic. 
going forward it's poor and I think that comes down to the players we've got and the management the, the, how you can't get your full backs in behind to put crosses in is, it just blows my mind it really does but we are where we are right now um, we've been kicked everywhere in the last well for the last few years the, the Premier League rules are an embarrassment uh, and Everton have had to chop 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 while we build the stadium and we should have really done what Spurs did, which is just borrowed the money to build the stadium. And then we wouldn't be in any kind of PSR trouble. We'd have probably had better players because we'd have been able to keep them and, and improve the squad. When you cut, 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 and you're left with nothing and the league's hammering you, and you've had... You know, don't forget, Everton should be on 29 points now. A few points off Europe. Would we be playing more expansive football? Probably not, because Sean Dyche is very much a, a compact manager. That's the way he is. Um, but right now, like Jack just said, we're in a, a huge fight. So we've just got a battle and scrap for everything. And when you take a couple of our players out, and don't forget we didn't have like Dan Juma to bring on and we didn't have Andre Gomez, like Jack said. You know, four players who have all been playing in our first team, taking them away. We've only just got Ashley Young back, who's 38, 39. He's in the team. Seamus Coleman come back in midweek and he's on the bench and comes on. You'd have to look at that and go, to be fair, yeah. You know, we are down to bare bones, like literally bare bones. So to scrap and get a point against the team, that I think it's a really good side. But what I would say is without Van der Ven in that, in that defence, oh, that, that is why Spurs won't win anything with Ange unless he replaces a couple of other players in because that the one ball that you clean through every time it's just that he's amazing wasn't he yeah, Van der Ven was unbelievable them to play with such oh, a high line unbelievable mate he's, he's rapid it's like a freaking sprinter but he's actually good as well and you've got Romero with his defensive actions he's good but he does get caught out Gets doesn't caught. have the pace to catch no. back up as well he looks dodgy he's a bit of a live wire yeah, at times yeah, as well yeah. isn't he but who knows he was good though like him Yeah, good player very very good player They've got great, they've got some lovely footballers, haven't they? They're a couple of short maybe of kicking up, and one of them would be another centre half who to have with Pele at the back there. Yeah, and you I know, think they've got Dragonson who, you know, yeah, if he, he might come once and... he settles and he's alongside them, they will look different again, of course they will. And they've, yeah, got, actually, if, they've uh, got great forward players as well, haven't if, they? If we had the same quality of player at Tottenham, we'd be looking at this team going, okay, are we really playing the best way to get the most out of all mm. these players? I mean, mm. he's, no, but, but we don't have that type of players. We've got workers, we've got workers and we've got athletes and we've got a few old heads who've got a bit of experience and that as well. And it's about just making the most out of that. Mm. Yeah, we just, we, listen, and I, I get your point and you know would we is this the way we choose Everton to play no of course it isn't no one can say they love watching Everton right now but we do play better football when we've got all of our plays it's not the way we play down at Tottenham though we can pass Tottenham off the pitch down there and that was when we had you know we had, most, had and we had Onana and Andre Gomez in it and we played some cracking and that day Everton should have won the game and, and conceded that afterwards didn't he but there you go. You've got good players and, and an attack and manager. Led us one. Yeah, we're struggling to get 11 out there. As they said, I said on here last week how much we've missed Garner and we're a much better side with him and proved yet again how important he is. I don't know what some people are watching if they can't see that. I don't see how we can come out of that team. If he's going to stick with Harrison in the 10, then it's between Garner and Onana who drops to the bench, as in James Garner. Uh, he makes both of them better. Although personally, I played the three of them till the core is back. He's easily the most underappreciated player we've had in the last ten years, and still one of our best players at thirty. But yeah, you know what? I've seen is? the uh, there's a thing, wasn't it? There was a stat yesterday. I'm gonna let me find it. But you know what oh. it is? It's people can't look past his shots from outside the box, and I know it's frustrating because you know the quality's not always there. But um, you need to be able to look past that and look at his actual job in the midfield. And you know the job he did at the weekend speaks for that. He's even at his age, he's still such a workhorse. He, he's good in the tackle as well, and you know he will get the ball moving again quickly. Okay, he doesn't always turn and play it like we'd like him to, but he gets the ball out his feet quickly. Adrisha Garner Gay won the most possessions, the most duels, the most tackles, the most interceptions. He won the most, the ball the most times in the final third. It was the first time a player has achieved 
these numbers in the Premier League since Adrissa Garnagay in February 2018. So, yeah, he's, he's by far, he was by head and shoulders above anyone on the pitch at the weekend for those kind of numbers. And again, like we've said, everybody sees the game differently and all that, but I I don't know how people can't see when you watch how important he is. He's the fella that goes and puts everything out. Now, shooting's diabolical. The one when he nicked it and he should have just played Domin and he drags a shot wide and he got a corner for it and I think that might have been generous. I haven't seen it again. Did he kick it out? Okay, I haven't seen it again thinking of it live in the game, right? But he should have passed it. He should have passed it, right? But that's it. You're, if you're looking at him going, because he can't shoot, he's crap. I don't know what to tell you. No, and he, you know, sometimes he's been miscast at Everton as well because sometimes he'll play a little bit deeper than necessarily suits him. He's great he in that role, press, being able to go and press, put mm-hmm. fires all over the pitch, not be, you know, that number six role, no. you know, destroyer type. No. That's Onana in our mm-hmm. team. It is, yeah. And then you can put Garner next to him. And mm-hmm. okay, it's a, you know, it, it's defensive midfield pairing, but you'll win the ball back so much with them two on the pitch together. If you want someone to get on the ball a bit more, then you've got Jimmy Garner as yeah. well, who's, you know, yeah. going to get on the ball a little mm-hmm. bit more. But Definitely. Yeah, he's just... I, I just have a lot of appreciation for him because he is an unsung hero. Even, you know, in his prime at his best, it was it was only Evertonians who'd give him that credit, really. Mm-hmm. You know, he was doing the same job Kante was doing for Leicester and for Chelsea, yeah, not yeah. quite to the same standard. No, because but... Kante was one of the leader midfielders. He did outperform Kante, didn't he, in a couple of he seasons was, as well. But... He was doing that same job that he was being lauded for yeah. and he wasn't really getting his flowers for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill says, mini-league, one out of four or five, we're in there. Yeah, agree with that. Sarah, Blues fan says, would it be worth saving Decore for future games and not play him on Saturday? Don't want to be defeatist, but man, a result at Man City away is a stretch. Make sure he's fully fit to the following games. Look at what happened to Olise for Crystal Palace. Yeah, definitely. Um, you're right. You look at it and you go, oh, it's, you know, it's a bit of a stretch and it's a bit defeatist, like you say, to go, well, we don't need him for this one. Like Jack said, if he's fully fit, then yeah, but I would prefer him to come in and, and give us that edge against Palace at home, get us those three points that we need desperately. Um, Karen says, hi guys, just got tickets from me and my dad for the West Ham game in UB6, row R. Just wanted to know how restricted the view is going to be. Uh, so it's over, so you're at the Gladys Street end in that corner, UB6. R, S is the back row, so you're second to back row. So it just depends where you, there will be posts in view. Absolutely, there will be because it's in that stand. But you might be all right. It, it depends on your angle, doesn't mm. it? I've had some quite good mm. views from that section. So. Yeah, yeah, just depends, mate. Uh, Van der Ven said on Matthew Day we didn't deserve a point. He's a clown, says Rob. Yeah, he's just sour grapes, isn't it? Um, Dead Eye Donnie says, genuinely, how serious do they take him on ref watch Gallagher? Do they put him on to cause controversy? Even his co-workers raise eyebrows when he speaks. Yeah, I love it when Warnock's on, Warnock's on with him a lot, and he just starts laughing. He just literally bursts out laughing in his face. If I was Gallagher, I wouldn't go on it, because he, no. he just looks like an absolute twunt every week. Well, that's the thing, that he, he goes on and everyone who watches it disagrees with him. Yeah, You're getting paid a big fat wedge to stand there with your little glasses on trying to look intelligent. And yeah, then... but I, I just think, yeah, money, but what's the point for him? What's the point for Sky? Because he don't but why don't, if you're in though, why can't he turn around and go, ref got it wrong? That's a penalty. Oh, that's a big... I know, but fuck them. He's not anymore, are he? He's, he's retired. No, but he still knows them all, know, doesn't he? I'm, I'm oh, no, I'd love it. I'd be on there that. going, yeah, that's a, that's a disgrace. He's got that one wrong. Because yeah. then people will start going, hey, because people would start taking his word more seriously then. If he's there today and went, that was a penalty on Beto. I'm using that one because people have said that's been reviewed. I'm sure there's others that he's looked at. Um, and went, yeah, it's a penalty. Don't know why the ref hasn't given. That's definitely a penalty for me. Evertonians then I go, oh, oh, all right, he's seen that. And then if he goes, whatever, then in a few weeks, if there's one word contentious and he goes, not for me because of this... People then start going, okay. Then if the next one, he goes, yeah, that should have been. People then start thinking, well, all right, he's starting to. But when it's just, no, 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 no. And it's, everyone, he's, they've asked him about Everton. He's never, ever said, even though I know Howard Webber's 
had a conversation with someone. A meeting and, and said Everton should have had something like seven penalties this season and they were all mistakes. Four up. We're getting something from Ped. We're going over No, do you want to hear the worst refereeing decisions of the weekend? Go on. <laughs> so Everton women played yesterday. They got had off basically by some terrible decisions. But <laughs> this this has got to be the worst one. So that Brian Sorensen, the manager, got sent off. Um, for two buckle offences. The first one was the fourth official put the sub number in wrong and then they were forced to make the sub because the fourth official got it wrong. So they, so they, but they forced them to make the you sub. Can start, you can right? change. So yeah. he got booked for mm-hmm. complaining yeah. because they forced them and then he was put. He was shouting over to the players because he had to change all the instructions because he'd put a different player on. It was all like benching and edges kind of thing. And the uh, referee come over and booked them again for shouting to his own players for making uh, changes. the changes and sent them off. I mean, that's just a standard. <laughs> like, isn't that's it? just like that's where we are. That's just where we are yeah. with football yeah. all over the place. I keep on reiterating it's not VAR. It is terrible, terrible officials. And you, what you've just said, like about, I don't think they are protecting their mates. I think they're genuinely bad. Like yeah. genuinely, they just have this self entitlement mm. that they think that that's just the way it is. And no, you're wrong. We're right, mm. and that's the end of it. Mm. We see it in every single well, game. Well, this is I was talking. I don't think they are protecting mm. themselves. The I reason just think it that, goes that, to that though is what Mike Dean said. What he's openly admitted to, and you know, has, has been forgotten. Where he said he, he didn't make a decision because his mate had gone yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what stuck with me. He and, you know, maybe, maybe that's more isolated, but just in terms of what referees have admitted to is very little. So that's what, you know, that's what I go off personally. But I just think there's not enough appetite as there should be for change when it comes to referees in England because people operate on the mentality that, oh, everyone's unhappy and everyone thinks it's against them. So it's even and out. It's like, no, everyone pretty much is getting stinkers Mm -hmm. every season, multiple of them. That's not even and out. That's just the standards below the ground like the bar is on the floor that's not even out because you want it to even out with quality everyone overall gets mm. the right decisions obviously there'll be mistakes in there to a degree yeah. but you want you want the standards a referee high. a referee a genuine referee as in just making an honest assessment of a game of football will won't get everything right of course they won't, that their angle mightn't be perfect or they might see it slightly differently. So you have to accept that. That's And there's always 50-50 scenarios. And he's the enemy. Say it all the time. He's the enemy to 50% of the people all the time, isn't he? Because whatever he gives, unless it's like blatant, you just punch someone in the face and everyone can see it and you go, can't really argue there. Oh, some people still would. No, some people would, but in general, normal, sensible level, other people are go, yeah, we've got no argument yeah, there, right? There. You're always he's gonna be wrong to one set of fans. We get that, right? But there is decisions that are made where you look and go, like what? Like on Saturday, just picking like something that it doesn't, you know, it's not a game-changing decision. But Everton got a free kick below me. Player just booted the ball away. And Michael Oliver knew he'd have to book him. So he turned his back and was like going, bringing a sub on. The lad kicked the ball away, oh, which is a standard young. yellow card. Yeah. It's a standard yellow card. And he kicked the ball away. And he turned his back so he wouldn't have to make a decision. Right? And that's just a little basic thing. It doesn't really mean anything. But it's, it's just a ba- little, just one little snapshot of what goes on. Right, Van der Vem and Romero must have told the linesman to fuck off about 15 times through the arm, right? Ben Godfrey done it once, he was like that, he couldn't wait, he was nearly falling over trying to get his yellow card out of his pocket, the little prick. Just because he appealed to the corner. Because he, was, he wanted the corner. He couldn't wait, and then, you can't tell me, every time we have him, he's the same, he's, he's a Geordie. And you've seen him out with his Newcastle shirt on with all his mates, There's, they created some faux rivalry with Everton on bleeding twatter years ago that spilled over and cause a Pickford and all that now they hate us right not all of them obviously but there's a set and his mates are in there with that and you're telling me that you'd never influenced them of course because I, I can honestly say if I was a referee supporting Everton the way they behave they wouldn't get a tap from me every time That's I went up thing. there I think right 
any 50-50, you're getting that off. And I think that's exactly how he treats but it. But even if you try to avoid it subconsciously, Sub it's going to affect bias. it to some degree, isn't yeah, it? You've and... got unconscious bias, and that's what happens. And there'll be, I'm not just talking about Everton, there will be tons of referees who have got unconscious bias for and against teams in the Premier League, but which is why we're seeing dreadful decisions. Well, it's like I said this a few weeks ago as well, there'll be referees who, you know, you've gotten to certain grounds and they've been abused in those grounds before, and, you know, like, at the beginning, Goodison, I've heard some, like, horrible stuff said to, to refs and that, it, it does happen. Quarter past and, two for um, that. There'll be referees who just, again, subconsciously remember mm. that and go... Why like, wouldn't you? It, if you've been stuck, if you're coming out to referee a game at Goodison... And they announced the referee as Jack Ma and everyone boos before you've even done anything, right? And then you have a game and they're booing you as you're walking off at half time, the boos are ringing in their ears for you. And at the end, next time you come to good, you might just be thinking, I hate it here. You know what, these are I hate these. I hate it here. Even if you're trying to go, but, you know, I love the fact that people go, no, they're well balanced. They don't make that decision like that. These are professional... Piss off the human beings. They are human, no matter what. No matter what you say, they are human beings. And if you give someone awful stick at a game, and he come, next time he comes back, expect them to be a knobhead again. Because no. he was last time, and you've abused them. And that happens, and it happens up and down the country. Which is why you see clubs like certain football clubs not too far away from here taking reps with them on pre-season tours and giving them shirts Mark Clattenburg and looking after them and putting them in first class Mark Clattenburg and things like that so that when they play in a game Mark Clattenburg where they're refereeing they I get know what he's, he's a nice lad that exactly that he's in a great team great yeah. team not like that but, um, and lots of teams do it I but, wish Everton would do it to be honest you've got to get the advantages you can haven't you but mm. at the end of the day with these referees they are people with you know Best unconscious biases. Mm. There are yeah, also yeah, people yeah, yeah. with big egos, and there are also people yeah. who have deficiencies in their knowledge. Yeah. So it, it, it's and a bad never, most of them probably couldn't kick a football from the edge of the penalty area at the goal. Michael Oliver couldn't. Michael Oliver can't kick a football from the edge of the box into the goal. I'm telling you that now. Muppets as well. Yeah. You've got to factor that's in. That's what I mean. So therefore, so what I'm saying with that is, you're right. It's it's more likely to be unconscious bias than than I am not giving them anything. But even mine best case be, scenario, mine would be full conscious bias, just full disclosure. Yeah, I'd be taking points off all Newcastle and everyone. Yeah, who give us stick. But my big thing would be with when you're trying to review all that and look at all that, is that they have a thing called video assistant refereeing, which means they get all of the technology, which means they've got all of that at their fingertips to go. I'm going to assure I don't make a mistake here because me mate Jack will have a look for me and tell me and we're still getting the wrong decisions. I'm talking about necessarily about Everton at the weekend. Just but in general. Can, it, can I bring Ped in very quick? We'll do this properly on the final word. But let me just ask you this, mate. Right? Because you know when Brantway's headed it in? Yeah. I knew for a fact within one second it'd come off Romero. Yeah, we all did. We all did. Yeah. Why were they drawing lines? Why did it take so long to give the goal? And I also knew 40 seconds before Michael Oliver pointed to the halfway line that it was a goal. That it was a goal because I could see the monitor in front of me that said onside goal. And they still, and I was thinking, they've got it here. It's in front. It's there. VAR onside mm. and I'm thinking why isn't he blew the whistle so no, I, I, I agree. Up until we were all jumping up trying to get the ground to do it so you'd know like what the f what was going on there I don't know I, I I had a little rant about this in my after match the first one the goalie is antics trying to make it out like it wasn't a goal yeah yeah. Um, and I know to be fair we did sort of do something similar last week against Luton so I appreciate that but I don't mind them. It's becoming that. a bit of a sport now, isn't it? Mm, this whole yeah. thing. It's yeah, becoming yeah. a bit of a like it's become, the ball back. Yeah, it's becoming a whole th a whole thing. And I just think see to me, when that goal goes in, right? When that goal goes in, why not just check it? But just check it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. why does it need I know people go, you need to keep the people informed in the stadium. But why not why not just saying anything? Because you just straight away, and this is this is where I am with it straight away now. They've took the spontaneity out of scoring goals, and I know I've seen people on on Twitter and stuff sort of got, and some of them are in response to my my tweet, you know, side tweets they've done. Um, 
going, oh, if you don't celebrate the goal, that's on you and blah, blah, blah. But I think a lot of us now with the match are doing that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us now are preempting it when a goal goes in we're, we're almost looking around thinking what are they going to find yeah. and both goals they did sound because we score a lot of our goals from set pieces by the way they're looking aren't they it's like there's all there's always that jeopardy isn't there but when that went in, I, 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 I celebrated. But then you are, you're looking. Goalie's on the floor. Has there been an offside? Did he, I mean, I knew it had come off a spare's head and everyone did. But you're like, well, why? what, what are they looking for? That, that, that like makes it even, what are they looking for? Has there been a push? Was there something? And it's you are losing that spontaneity now. And I, I know people go, oh, you get to celebrate twice. I don't want to celebrate twice. I want to celebrate once. I want to celebrate that it's a goal and have that spontaneity. So... Almost this thing of putting it on the board, VAR check. It's like they check every goal. So why is this one in more, more? You know, why are you having more detail? Then yeah, I, I just, I mean. it's just like you, we are. We're losing something with our game. We've lost that balance. We've lost that balance of, of, um, of you know the whole like, just check it. But you don't, you don't. Unless it drags on. If it, if if it starts, if you don't go straight to the straight to the thing. The, and, and kick off then I understand but there's too much now it's just we've just lost something in the game yeah well, you say about you know not celebrating and that and you know I did celebrate the goals at the weekend but on both occasions in my mind as soon as I stood up was are they gonna find something here in real time watching it you don't see a foul but just because the, when there's a mess of bodies you know they're gonna look for something in that you're just players on the floor, the mm. keepers rolling around, they're gonna look for something and it's on your mind, even if and yet the Romero one we all seen in yeah. real time, it's came off them. But then when they're looking at it for so long, and because yeah. the commentators don't always communicate it greatly yeah. what they're looking for, you go, is the, what are they actually looking yeah. for here? If anyone, by the way, if anyone wants to see what football looks like without VAR or, well, in a way, go over to our Twitter and have a look at the two penalties Everton women conceded yesterday. And tell me which which what you'd rather have. Uh, I mean, there's a we just need better officials. It's as simple as that. We need better officials, whether they're on the pitch or whether in the VAR room. Two penalties, haven't women get yesterday? Are shocking. There's Absolutely one against. Absolutely shocking. Was it City in the Champions League? The women, or was it Real Madrid? One of them where yeah, they yeah. just give them to give a penalty. That was about three foot outside the box, and they just give a pen. One of them, the girl kicks the ball away. And as she kicks the ball away, the City player comes across. So her foot goes down on her foot and they give a penalty for it. Mm. It, is, it is all a bit mad. And how long they take for uh, is just terrifying. It's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, Jonathan says, Barkley or O'Hare, both free agents in the summer. Which one do you go for? Probably Ross, to be honest. I know O'Hare looks like he's a, you know he's he's done well for Coventry. He's younger, a younger version, isn't he? But... Out the two, I'd, I'd like both of them, if I'm being perfectly honest. Out the two, if I had to choose one, I'd probably go with Barkley. Just just for this, the physicality of Ross as well. But why not get both of them, if they're both free? Oh, that makes too much sense. Mark says, I think Onana is our best midfielder, but Garner and Garner are our best combination. Yeah, I, I think you've maybe got a better balance of styles mm. with the, the double Gs, but... Um... Yeah, um, I think I, I do agree with Onana yeah. being our best midfield yeah, player, yeah. but in terms of Talent partnerships, wise. but then it, it comes to individual games, doesn't it? Mm. And what you want from your midfield. See, sometimes, for me, you should play a flat three and have the three of them in there, even if you're playing someone off the striker. But uh, David says, I wanted Ross in the summer because he's the only player. We had a little similar was Delhi though, and his game time, unfortunately, looked limited. Brian said, I couldn't agree more about Ross Barkley. I shall happily bang the drum for his return. I always suspected there was some skullduggery behind the scenes before he left such a shame. There was Cumin was a shite talk, to put it nicely. Done the same to whether you like Tom Davis or not. He basically mushroomed Tom Davis for a bit, even though he finished the season playing in his team. Because he got to the sun, he got shiny things, and he was like, yeah, go on. Going saying over there. See, I have a slight, so I have a slightly different opinion. Mm. Ross was also a shite. No, he was. But, was. I'm but, defending him. But uh, time, forgive and forget. No, no Ross was. What's Ross. best for the football club? Mm. What's best for the team? But I'm talking about who instigated. No, no, it. we all know. Ross, Ross all... done the Al. Uh, Ross was a reactionary shite talk. Oh, shy talks, absolutely. In the, in the in the team of shy talks, human manages it, and Ross is in there. 
But in terms of instigating the shy talkery, that was all cumin. Chipping away. What is it? Well, the, the expected shy talkness of Barkley was getting up there, but cumin. Cumin out. He exceeded. Oh, it. Cuman well exceeded the, the shadow. He had no right, some no. could say. No, he, well, that's what they but, say. Yes, forgive him, forget inspirational on. Well, at the end of the day, Monday mate. Morning. It's but we're not. We're in a position where we can't be mate. Time waits for no man. No, exactly. Um apart from VAR. Sarah says, uh, did you see Seamus when we scored the last minute goal? What did he say to Romero to make him lose his head? Give us an assist. Have we lost Sean Dyche on Saturday with a yellow card? Yeah, Sean Dyche is it's got to serve a touchline ban at the weekend, doesn't he? That was quality as well. Kulazevsky just swipes thingy down, which is an automatic yellow card. But Michael Oliver sprints to the bench to book Sean Dyche and forgets that. Kulazevsky's committed a yellow card offence. Um, Stan says, we got to use the squad against City. Rest everyone to free it. Premier League have rinsed our squad. Let's show them how decimated our squad is because of them. Let everyone see the league for what it is. Shite. Fair play. Uh, Dead Eye Donny said he reviewed the better one and his conclusion was... No penalty. Well done, Dermot. Consistent. Absolutely consistent. Um, Daniel, who's a Tottenham fan, says, good point for you at the weekend, but I'm really shocked how bad we played into your hands. Yeah, that's. I was a bit surprised, to be honest, because obviously we, we don't really... We never beat Spurs anyway, but uh, when it went 1-1, I thought, we'll win this, because these are... These are just not doing anything that I expected. And I've seen Spurs play some cracking football. Even in the second half, when I think Tottenham were the better side, because they were, they still didn't cut us open like I expected them to. But listen, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, these are a good side and we're, we've just got to take anything we can get this season right now because we're in the mud. Um, right, we're going... Oh, yeah. Daniel says, last one. Brennan Johnson as well on James Garner. Clipped his foot. Nothing given. Garner Gay does it to Madison free kick. And he was asking the ref to book him. Referees, mate. Players will always ask. It's up to the referee to manage it properly. But... And Joe says, the Spurs game is the sixth time this season that Everton's opposition has committed more fouls and haven't received a single yellow card. Well, it's double figures. In those numbers, that's good. That's comfortably good. Though. At least, hey, we're consistent with getting shit on, aren't we? There you go. We will be live. Stay here. We'll be live a quarter past two on more than a game to discuss have Arsenal blown the title race wide open? And Mauricio Pochettino, is it time for Chelsea to bring the special one back for a third go at it? We'll oh, be discussing fans. that at 2.15. The link is here. Just get your drink, get yourself a little sandwich, maybe some crackers and cheese if you fancy it. Ooh, and do that, Monday. why not, on a Monday afternoon? Ooh, ooh. We'll, uh, we'll see you very shortly on More Than A Game. Hit like and subscribe. See you in a bit. Bye.